Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. FM News Talk 97.1 Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo here with my partner Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. Hey, hey, how are you? Great to see you, my friend. You how too. Are you? Another week, another dollar. That is right. Chad Ellis. How's it going? Producer is in the studio as well. Good choice on yes. music today. <laughs> And uh, coming up in the next segment, and for the rest of the show, we're going to have our old friend Sheriff Dave Marshak. Can't wait. From Jefferson County in studio with us. So we will get a chance to uh, pick the sheriff's brain about some news stories, gun news stories that have uh, been in the area uh, recently yep. and also nationally. So. Uh, always, always fascinating to talk to the sheriff. Good information from him. So Absolutely, you don't want to miss any he, of he, that. He is by far my favorite guest. Yeah, he he's just he's really cool to talk to. Yeah, and uh, very receptive. And he's on Twitter and he's on Facebook uh, as well. And you can chat him up there. And that's how I kind of got acquainted with him was just chatting him up. Yeah, and uh, and I said, hey, sheriff, why don't you come on? Come on my radio show. Yeah, and, and he then, doesn't mess around. No, he's he's very straightforward. Man. Yeah, I love it. I mm-hmm. really do. He's yep. uh for no, and he is an elected sheriff too, so he's technically a politician. Right. So, so that that makes uh that that makes it uh, even better. Even better, and yep. yeah, you get you get straightforward answers. Even though he's an elected sheriff, which kind of makes him a politician. Um, kind of. You yeah. don't. It's very much a politician, <laughs> but you don't. Um, uh, you don't get. P- politician-like answers. You don't right. get political answers from him. I tell you what, he's, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say he's like Donald Trump, but, <laughs> uh, you know. I, he's very plain spoken. He's very much so, and then he's got the Twitter account, so there's yeah. uh, there's definitely some correlation there, yes, but he's, so. he's, he's really awesome. So if you're not following him uh, on Twitter or Facebook, you should... You should go do that. You know what I got? What's that? I got a top fan badge for the sheriff's department and Sheriff Marshak because I comment, nice. I guess, on his stuff nice. so much. So he's uh, go interact. He's just some great info. Um, some of the stories we're going to talk about today, obviously, were breaking on the Jefferson County Sheriff's Department's Facebook and Twitter accounts, and that's how I found out about it. And of course, this all goes down when I'm out of town and uh, enjoying our holiday for Fourth of July. Yep. What is happening in Southern Armory? Oh, man, what's not going on down there? All right. I love it. I've uh, got a big shipment in of holsters, uh, cases. We were, we're expecting our 1791 and Sabre orders to be in here uh, shortly. So big, big restocks going on right now. So if you're looking for stun gun or taser, we had some people buying bear spray, which was, oh. yeah, I don't know. I don't, and I was like, is there something in the news that I missed? You know? <laughs> um there's a, a guy in uh, Smoky Mountains I saw that tried to kind of entice the Cubs to come over. Did you see this video? Oh, yeah. I didn't see the video. Oh, man. I, I heard the story. Though. Mama Bear was not having it. And I was like, yeah. what a what a dumb And apparently uh, it wasn't just like once. Apparently it went no, on twice. and on. Yeah. yeah. Like, I saw the video I saw was twice. And so uh, he's at the rear of the car and he, 
He's like, you know, trying to get the Cubs to, to come up to him. He's trying to offer him stuff. And the Cubs are looking at him like, I don't think so, you know. And they're kind of trotting along to get in on the other side of the vehicles. And he, he runs to the front of the vehicle and tries to entice him again. And then Mama comes up and charges him. And is like, ah. And I was like, I was dying at this point, you know. I could just picture uh, picture my wife uh, getting that that protective stance over right. over Piper. And, and I've actually seen that with uh, Ancha. Uh, when Piper was really, mm-hmm. really little, we had this lady come in the store, and she she ran up, and she's like, I want to hold the baby, I want to hold the baby, and Ancha was just laying under the chair uh, under my feet, and uh, Ancha stands up, looks at her, and he, uh, stacks. If you got a German Shepherd, you know, they do that, like, swoop leg thing, stacks, and Ancha gives her the old, oh. and I was like, yeah, the babysitter said no. She's like, but I want to hold the baby. I'm like... The the babysitter said said no. Right. I'm sorry. You know, you probably shouldn't run up here so quick. You know, you set the set the alarm off. So, uh, so that's exactly what happened. You know, and I think it's so interesting that you know parents uh, of all uh, species are that same way with their kids. You know, like adults and yeah. And you know, I saw it like right first time with my dog and protective. Yeah, or it could have been, it could have been data bear, daddy bear That's too. You know, I don't know, but uh, nobody either, checked. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't look. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, this guy's gonna get eaten. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, they got some uh, bear spray from uh, Saber. So uh, and they're like big fire extinguishers. They're actually pretty cool. My wife's like, do you think we should stock these? And I'm like, we've sold like four of these. And like the six years the store's been open, right? Like, probably not a stocking <laughs> item. I'm just gonna throw that out there. So, uh, but if you need bear I don't know, spray, that could be one of those that somebody sees and it's a yeah, impulse buy. impulse deal. Yeah, so you know, you never know. So if you need a uh, fire extinguisher of bear spray, and and bear spray actually, it's funny that uh, we we're talking about that, but um, it's not the same formula they use on people. No. So yeah, it's not an FDA it's not approved. It's just stronger pepper spray. Well, I guess it's stronger, but it's, it has ingredients in it that are not FDA approved for, right. for people. Um, and then they say that the people version okay, won't so, really work on on bears. So it's a different formula. So when I was talking okay, to Saber, well, then that yeah, that, that uh, makes that puts a whole lot of questions in my head. So okay, if, if you hit if you hit somebody with the bear spray, it's uh, not good for you legally. So yeah, Ooh. so okay, yeah. It would be, so I guess, like using a poison into your yeah. car, and you and you don't, and you have the bear spray, and that's it. You yeah. spray them with the bear spray, then hopefully you're breaking the law. Yeah, I mean, Someone hopefully they just... if they're breaking in your car, though. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you know, because yeah, some, I mean, this might be a question for the sheriff, but yeah. from my understanding of it, it'd be like you know using a poison, right? Uh, we were going to ask if you them use about a, bear spray. a wasp spray, yeah. or an ant spray, or something like that, and you spray a person with it, you know, it's illegal because it's not meant for. Uh, meant for for human consumption, it's not regulated by the FDA. Because you got to remember, pepper spray is regulated by the FDA, and you can literally Google right now if you're driving, you can pull over, and uh, what we call uh, GTS. Okay, it's Google that stuff. You can use a different S word, and uh, you can type in pepper spray chili, and there is literally a recipe out there for pepper spray chili. Now, I will forewarn wow. you. Do not use the combo spray because there's combo sprays that include like CS, which is which is just tear gas. CS is just the the designation the military gives it. You just want to use a straight pepper spray, not a combo spray. So, d- is okay. Yeah, pepper is, spray chili. It's Google here's it. A, here's a dumb question. Yeah, what's up, buddy? Uh, is there pepper in pepper spray, uh, or is it just? I always just thought so, it was a it's what makes peppers. clever name. No, it's it, no. It, well, that's good. So, uh, pepper spray is made hot by OC, and I'm gonna butcher the actual uh, name, but it's like capsium, something capsium. I can't say the old word. But so. it's not toxic. 
No, you can eat it. Yeah, that's why you can spray it on people. But the bear spray is not safe to spray on people. And uh, so anyway, so Sabre. And so I did the Sabre pepper spray instructor course, which Mm -hmm. was a great course. I mean, up until the part where you got to experience it. But great, great, you like that, Chad. Great course um, to take. I've experienced this. And it sucks. It sucks. It's not good. Absolutely sucks. So, uh, but we have the training sprays too. So when you come into Southern Army, you've never used pepper spray before. I just was I didn't I wasn't expecting to really talk about pepper spray, but we got other stuff we talk about too. But no, if good. you've never used pepper spray before, there's a learning curve, right? There's there's like four different types of pepper spray. There's a straight stream, which is like a garden hose. Yeah. There's like a cone. They got like an ice cream cone. You spray it out, right? And then you have a, a foam, and you have a gel. Mm-hmm. And there's different application techniques for each. Uh, I uh, like the cone. Would the cone be the fogger? Yeah, the fogger. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be another name for it. A cone shape and uh, makes it makes kind of a hissing sound. It's kind of different, uh, but it goes around glasses, and that was the whole idea behind it. Doesn't have the reach that the straight stream would would have. Right. So uh, I use uh, like a combination of sprays um, depending on what I'm doing, where I'm at. Um, so like the foam is good or the gel is good. If you're going to be in a confined space, like the back of an ambulance, yeah. right? And then you can just put it on them and yeah. then you can wipe it up with a wet rag and everything is okay. Uh, so then the other one I use is the fog. The fog will get on your hands because obviously it's coming out like a fog. Or mm-hmm. you can use a straight stream. Straight stream's fine too. You just like a garden hose. You know, you just spray them yeah. left to right. No, that's um, that's what I have. Yeah. And then all uh, of mine are the straight, straight stream. stream. So if you've never. Because it goes about 20 feet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's long. Mm-hmm. And if you've never used it before, people are like, well, how do I know how it's going to come out? Well, there's a learning curve, right? Yeah. So I always tell people, like, if you're going to get the fogger, you go up and down like you're painting a wall, right? You put it dead center on them, up and down, up and down, up and down, and you're just going to paint them. Everything's going to get hit. Everything. Right. It's going to be horrible for them. And uh, the straight stream is like, kind of go left and right, aim for the face. Yep. And they're like, is it hard to aim? And well, we have the little training sprays at Southern Armor. You can come in and buy them, right? So you can buy. Sometimes we even get the combos where you can get the, the straight stream, like the live stuff. It's in a black container. And then you can get the... The, uh, the practice, the stuff. practice stuff that's in a blue and clear container. Yes, and do yeah. not get them too confused because no. you're going to make Please somebody don't. miserable. <laughs> yes. So, uh, and they're like, well, how do dogs react to it? And and so you know, Asha is always around the shop, and I don't mind using her, or my wife, or my kid as a demo. Yeah. So I uh, I pull it out and I go watch this, and I start hitting Asha with it, and Asha is like, oh no, what is this? And starts like running away. You right. know, it's she's. She's pretty funny. I was like, but you know, it's a, they make a dog spray too, not to be used on humans. And they make a dog spray too. <laughs> so depending on what your, your end goal is, um, you know, whether it's a, you're trying to fend off a bear, you're trying to fend off a dog, you're trying to fend off a human, they make a, a specific formulated spray huh. to affect that uh, species. That species yeah. And then uh, we've got the training spray so you can figure out how it comes out before you're put in that tense situation of, of doing it. So yeah, come in and get a training spray. They're cheap. There's a few bucks. I don't yeah. know why people don't buy them more. I mean, we've been stocking them for years, and we do sell them. Yeah. So if you've never used pepper spray, you got a kid getting ready to go off to college. I saw a couple buddies on Facebook, and they're up at orientation at Umzel, and oh, one yeah. buddy said, I'm here for the free food. He had the sign. I was dying. Go, yeah. Go try these. So uh, <laughs> there's an alum here. So uh, I, so I was dying, you know, and My I was like, yeah. Too. You know, there's, there's a ton of 
ton of stuff going on right now. So yeah, it's not a bad deal. We also have the safety kits for college campuses. Yeah. Again, I wouldn't expect to talk about this, but, but we talked about You should totally it, but... buy the I yeah. mean, if you're buying the the pepper spray, yeah. you should buy the the, the safety kit. The, the safety kit too so, the, the, so you can just practice the safety, right. So what's actually safety? in the safety kit? The safety kit's pretty cool actually. And if I was in college, I would probably have one, especially if I was a girl, um that has the drink tester in it. So if they're out, oh, and not, yeah. you know, 18-year-old, 19-year-olds are never going to drink alcohol. But um, they can have a little coaster. It's kind of yeah. discreet, and they can take a little straw and put a little dip uh, on there, and, and it'll tell them if their drink's been tampered with. Yeah. So it's nice. kind of neat. They have the personal alarm, which also flashes a light and has like a hundred and something decibel alarm, so they can pull the string and strobes, makes a horrible shrieking noise. And then um, they have a door wedge. So these kits are like, there's generally like three products in one of the kits, so... Uh, then there's a door wedge that you can put on the um, door of your college campus, or like some of these kids are going to be driving, so they may stay in a hotel overnight. You can put that wedge in there, and then it, A, wedges the door, so if someone tries to open it, it'll stop it, and then it sets the alarm off uh, so they know. They wake up, and they go, oh, wow, there's somebody trying to get in here. The last product is the peephole. So if your college campus uh, dorm room has the peephole, generally those, uh, when I was in college, you could unscrew them. And so that was kind of like a joke. Like guys would unscrew them, push it through, and then like one guy in our college dorm, uh, they stuck a fire extinguisher uh, up against that hole. Oh, oh yeah, man, and just <laughs> filled his room. And I walk into his room, and I'm like, what are you cleaning up? Holy, what happened in here? <laughs> He's like, fire extinguisher. I was like, that would explain that fire extinguisher that's empty that I found. So, uh, so you know, you can you can put a little cover on there uh, so they can't see in. Oh, so it's, cool. it's kind of a neat a neat deal. And, again, you can you can get these, and we can ship them to your your kids at school too so if you want to do a care package let us know we'll drop it in the mail to them or if you're going to send them a care package uh, my wife's family would always send her beef jerky swedish fish a couple other things yeah. you know <laughs> I, uh, but the, the beef jerky and the swedish swish or the sweetest swedish, swedish fish fish yeah uh, would stick out because she yep. couldn't get those it was like amish beef jerky i think it's horrible personally but my <laughs> wife really liked it because it was a taste of home All and right. uh but yeah, that's about it. And then uh, other stuff going on at Southern Armory. We've got a CCW class tomorrow. There's like 10, 11, 12 people in there. So we're almost completely full. Uh, so if you want to take your CCW class, uh, you can call the shop right now. Uh, 314-965-GUNS. That's 314-965-GUNS. That's 4867 for those of you that don't have the numbers on your phone or the letters correlated with the numbers. And you can uh, talk to Jess and say, hey, I want to get in on that CCW class, and I got two spots left. So we'll do them for 85 bucks a piece for listeners. Normally wow. $125. Nice. Great so, deal. Yeah, I mean, you're talking like $40 yeah, off. take advantage you know, of that. About a third off. So take advantage of it. Come in, hang out with me for a day. We'll do a little shooting, talk about some laws, play on the firearms training simulator, which you, if you have a CCW permit, you should get in and use this firearms training simulator. Yeah. The training simulator, we've got a demo video on southernarmory.com. SouthernArmory.com. That's SouthernArmory.com. And uh, you can watch us. Sh- I know, I snuck <laughs> it in. And you guys can check out, you know, shooting zombies, shooting, you know, in- home intruders, home invaders, yeah. parking lots, you know, where guys are trying to rob you. All these scenarios that the CCW permit holder could come across. you got to remember, you are you're behind the eight ball. You don't know you're going to get robbed. Right. You, you don't. You're completely clueless. Because if, you know, first rule of a gunfight, you know what the first rule of a gunfight is? Don't get in a gunfight? Bring all your buddies. Okay. <laughs> you know what the second rule of a gunfight is? <laughs> Bring all your buddies with their guns, right? Because you know, you're going into it. You know, right? So the uh, reality is, you know, you should you should always be armed. And I know that we've had 
uh, several instances where I've said, hey, you're your own first responder, so you need to have a little bit of medical training. You, know, I don't know, you need to know how to put on a tourniquet, right. right? And you need to know how to you know, secure an airway, whether it's a nasal airway or an oral airway, just to keep it open. And then you need to have a, a firearm. You need to be proficient with that. Mm-hmm. So the firearms training simulator, CCW class, or advanced classes, even private instruction, we've had uh, some of that going on here. We take you out to our private range, and, man, we shoot stuff like crazy, and it's just it's a lot of fun. So you can do all that. Private instruction, people kind of were like surprised. It's two hours for a hundred bucks for two people. That's wow. that's fifty dollars a person for two hours of shooting. Uh, to kind of put this in correlation here, yeah, that's awesome. It's like twenty five bucks an hour at an indoor range plus target fees. Right, right, and you don't get an instructor. So right. you go for two hours. It's like fifty bucks just at an indoor range. Here you're getting an instructor. You're getting a private range. Yeah, and uh, we provide targets. That's so great. that's a good deal, especially if you've got a buddy or a wife. Or yeah. a kid that's into it, yeah. And uh, you know, we have some things you need to bring, like a holster and a mag pouch, and just little stuff that you should probably already have if you're concealed carrying. So it's yeah. not a big deal. Or if you're going to get into USPSA, this is a good little intro to kind of kind of get on that. So uh, again, you can come in and see us. We're one mile east of 270 and 44, 9901 Watson Road, and SouthernArmory.com. SouthernArmory.com. That's SouthernArmory.com. That Hit that awesome right. playout music, Mr. Yes. Producer. Sheriff Dave Marshak, Sheriff from Jefferson County, is here. He is going to be joining us for the rest of the show. Something you definitely don't oh, want to yeah. miss. I can't wait. Don't this go anywhere. We'll be right awesome. back. Yep, with more Second Amendment Radio here on FM News Talk 97.1. And now you got Talk on the radio. Oh, okay. Not off the radio. Oh, so we're going to give them uh, That's right. give them their uh, <laughs> so they can't hear the side comments. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio. It's FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo here in studio with Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, our producer Chad Ellis, and as I mentioned in the last segment, joining us now in studio for the rest of the show. Our friend Sheriff Dave Marshak from Jefferson County. Good afternoon. County. Great thanks. to see you, Sheriff. Good thanks to see so much. You guys. Yeah. Good to see you guys. Yeah, Look, thanks for looking coming good. back in. You, you go on a holiday vacation? You're all tan and stuff right now. Uh, I'm an outdoor guy. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah I don't spend oh. too much time uh, inside. I went to Florida and came home with an awesome tan. I was yeah. starting to fade a little bit. So um, I have questions that have been submitted by listeners that I think that you can uh, help answer, awesome. Sheriff. Um, uh, we have a couple of local stories that I kind of want to get your uh, thoughts on as well. But first, uh, how are things going this summer in, in Jeff, good. Jefferson things County? Are, good. Things are busy, but um, uh, nothing out of the ordinary and nothing unexpected. Um, uh, our uh, crime trends um, in a positive light are going down in Jefferson County. Mm-hmm. A little concerned about some of these uh, recent Supreme Court rules and how they're going to impact us, but... Um, you know, looking at our stats for the first quarter of 2019, uh, it's uh, safe Jefferson County, and um, uh, we're excited about the uh, progress that we're making. And um, we'll continue to try and do everything that we can to make, you know, Jefferson County needs to be safe, not just for Jefferson Countyans, but um, but for the entire region. If you have quality law enforcement uh, throughout the entire region, uh, it's going to benefit everybody. And so, um, so we continue to do our part. Yeah. yeah. Car breakings are down. I follow him on on the Twitter. You guys issued a bunch of arrest warrants. I was like, "Yeah, go get them." Like, <laughs> well, you know, uh, just it only takes uh, one or two people to really impact your community. And uh, about ten days ago, we had uh, four separate investigations that resulted in arrests. And you know, those four individuals were 
responsible for more than 50 crimes, breaking into vehicles. And then, yeah. just, you know, if they were able to obtain a credit card, use it to shop. And, and you know, it's uh, it's important for, you know, law enforcement to have those tools. Uh, bond is one of them uh, yeah, to keep absolutely. people uh, in jail. But we'll see how these latest decisions impact our community um, and how it impacts the state of Missouri. But I I have a feeling it's not going to go in a positive way. I think it's going to be a lot like Senate Bill 5. So what Sheriff Marchex, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, was the uh, – now there's a no bond issue, uh, so you, as long as they don't have basically a flight risk and there's not a violent history in the past, they can be released on uh, no bond. Is right. that, is that pretty release, much right? Pretty much, that's correct. Uh, yeah. Catch and release program. In the example that I cited earlier with those four individuals, um, you're going to have a hard time justifying under the new Supreme Court rules that those people need to maintain uh, custody or that they need to post a bond. Um, and so, you know, from our perspective, uh, look, they created quite a few victims. Yeah, out absolutely. There. You've been a victim before. Right. Of somebody breaking very into recently your vehicle. here. Yeah. And so, um, and so for us, it's a little disheartening uh, looking at our community and realizing that somebody's going to have another opportunity to go out and create yeah. more victims before they're held accountable. Uh, and that's just not right. It's yeah. not right for the victims to be. Uh, victims once and then get victimized by the system the second time the second yeah. go around and, yeah. and so. for me it was just a, a you know kenwood ham radio that's a couple hundred bucks uh you know used and uh and i, and I was telling i think tony and chad you know like i had a, a bag of ammunition in the center console too man and i guess he saw that and he saw an empty holster in the floor because the truck i take and you know do training days and i leave my extra ammo in there because sometimes i forget targets and ammo and whatever but uh he rifled through the truck hard that center console and my wife's like is there a gun in there i'm like no what are you crazy like you right. don't leave guns in vehicles but, like right. that's not that's but not our are, style you know there are um you know those that uh, feel comfortable leaving weapons mm-hmm. in their firearms or correction in their car and so that can happen but i i'll tell you the is that the legal bigger concern, can you leave your gun it is locked in your car and it is that's legal. fine and i would uh, highly recommend a vehicle safe if you're going to do it they're, they're bolted down they're really hard you know it's just not a grab and go kind of thing exactly and i understand you know uh, logistically, sometimes it can be uh, difficult. I always have a firearm on me or in my vehicle, um, but you know there's a responsibility that comes with it. Yeah. But I will tell you, the bigger concern is probably this narrative that's out there that disincarceration is good for the community. Horrible. It's not. Yeah. You know, there are people, and and I've been doing this since my 28th year, that need to be in jail. And if they're not in jail, they're going to be creating victims and they're going to be committing crimes. That's what they know. It's what they do. And, uh, and I think we really need to tread lightly with this myth and really look at the numbers. And, and my concern is for the future, I think more people are going to push that narrative, particularly yeah. uh, some of those on the extreme left. And we should be very cautious. I, I, I warn that we need to tread carefully on this. And I think the decisions we make today are going to really impact uh, crime in the future. So you, you, uh, Sheriff, you've been in before and we talked about red flag laws. Um, that was a big story in the legislative session, not just here in the state of Missouri, but across the country and some other states as well. We didn't get one, thankfully, um, passed or even I think I don't even think it made it to the floor here in Missouri. And that has a lot to do with our our Republican supermajority. But we saw other states that don't have that Republican supermajority that pass these red flag laws. We've talked to you about those before and how dangerous they can be. And then now the other hot button issue uh, on a national stage, kind of what we're touching on a little bit here is the sanctuary city idea with the idea of putting, you know, these sanctuary cities that are that are popping up all across the country as well. Could you just talk about um from just from a, a thirty thousand foot pers- 
perspective. We don't have to get you know down into the weeds, but just laws like the red flag laws and the sanctuary cities. How does that make your job as a law enforcement officer easier or more difficult? Well, I take it. I imagine it's way more difficult, but <laughs> well, I'll let you answer. I, I will tell you, I I take the responsibility that. Um, in the position that it's my responsibility to look out for our community and, and victims, potential victims, uh, to keep our community safe. And so, you know, through legislation, we have frequent contact, we take positions. Um, and, you know, some could argue that maybe that's not necessarily uh, the position of a chief executive law enforcement officer for a county. But uh, I think it's that important to protect our community that we need to take a position. We need to let our, our legislators know where we stand on some of these issues um, to make sure that we have a safe community. And that's that's really what it comes down to, uh, the position that we need to keep our community safe and that we need to keep the law enforcement officers that are tasked with com- keeping our community safe, um, keep them well-funded and well-equipped uh, so they're in a position to do that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and the new patrol cars look great. Are you guys in on that contest, the best-looking patrol car? <laughs> no. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. You need to, you need to no, get No, we just that, wanted, you know? you know, it was time for some changes, and right. we've been making a number of changes throughout the county. Um, that will impact our community and uh, yeah. all of them in a positive way. And we just thought it was time for some updating and yeah. uh, a you guys are look. Putting uh, computers uh, in there now too. We've and, got, yeah, we've got a lot of different projects yeah. going um, that uh, will uh, both make our um, uh, community safer and protect our officers and mm-hmm. um, and so we continue make them more that. efficient too. You know, we've uh, you know doing the paramedic program. I did a lot of ride-alongs in Jefferson County and. I'd come across your officers, extremely professional, extremely polite, just nicest guys ever. And I can give you names later no, if, you, no, if you're good, looking for promotions hear, later. No, you know? it's, hey, listen, it's, <laughs> so. it's great to hear. I received an email from a St. Louis County uh, veteran yesterday mm-hmm. uh, thanking one of our officers. And, and he had had um, a couple of different uh, incidences in which he dealt with our organization over the last few years. And um, it was very positive. And again, we appreciate yeah. it. We work hard to, uh, to hire good people and retain yeah. good people. And, to, uh, you know, we want to keep our officers uh, um, well-equipped, well-funded, well-trained. So when you call upon them, you're getting a professional police officer. And I I think that's one of the biggest reasons officers leave departments and and fire an EMS, too, is we don't have good equipment. We we get poor training. You know, wages suck. You know, tons of overtime. You know, and then they don't feel, you know, appreciated. I hope you shared that comment uh, with the officers involved when you got it from the, the veteran. Yeah, I do. You know, because I think that that feedback definitely makes them go, Hey man, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm seeing them, you know, and we had the, you know, the break in at the, well, like, you know, the vehicle, you know, theft at the house. And yeah. uh, I was talking to the officer and I was like, Hey, do I know you? And he's like, Hey, you look real familiar too. And I was like, yeah, you ever go in a gun store? And he's mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, I go to Southern Armory. I said, yeah, that's, I own Southern Armory. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> And so, you know, then him and I were, you know, chit-chatting. He's like, yeah, I thought your daughter and dog looked familiar, you know, because Piper and, and Aunt were at the house with me. And um, regardless, you know, I sent him an email. Hey, thanks for your professionalism. And, you know, it, it sucked that we had to meet under, you know, like these horrible circumstances. He sends me an email back and he goes, yeah. He goes, That's, we never meet people under the greatest of circumstances. Yeah, and right. and now I'm, I'm racking my brain going, man, how can we get, you know, officers – into the community where they're not meeting people that have been victimized. That's yeah. kind of, you know. And, and that's a challenge, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a challenge for our profession. Um, you know, the reality is uh, a lot of people like to see those um, things where the officer is mowing a lawn, right? We've seen that yeah. pop up in the paper. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, okay, well, you know, the officer is playing with kids. Uh, the reality is, you know, uh, for us as we continue to grow, 
um, we want our officers focusing on core competencies and making sure that they're yes. professional when you call upon them, that they have the training. And uh, those are, you know, feel-good stories, and they're nice to see mm-hmm. here and there. And They and humanize the, the, the profession. They do, but, you know, uh, it's not really, you know, we have a community relations section that gets out in the community. And, and, of course, we encourage a community policing aspect. But, you know, when you're a victim of a crime, you want some competence. There. Right, and, I agree. Yeah. And we really focus on that. You don't want the guy to have to stop mowing the grass to come answer your call. Right. because he was, right. you know, exactly. It's great. I'm not knocking. And, by the way, that's, no. a, that's a personal friend of mine. I called him after <laughs> I saw that pop <laughs> yeah. up and, and gave him trouble. But um, That's funny. Yeah. So Do you, you guys met- hand out baseball cards still to kids? I remember when I was young and growing up that the cops would come through the subdivision and they pull, hey, how's everybody doing? No, and they'd give us, you know, no, like Cardinals baseball cards. You no, know, and- we don't. Uh, we do spend some money on paraphernalia and uh, encourage people <laughs> to, um, you know, wear their, you know, safety seatbelt uh, T-shirts yeah. and, and whatnot. But uh, no no more baseball cards. You mentioned, no the, baseball uh, cards. you mentioned the upgrade in the vehicles and the technology and that sort of stuff. Is that... Um, uh, is transparency and communication between departments getting better, and and does that does that technology help with that, or is that still kind of a struggle? Like you know, when you pull somebody over, they may have a record in St. Louis City or somewhere else, but it's not popping up on your screens. Has that gotten better? Has technology's gotten better? Or is that still an issue? Uh, definitely, the interoperability between uh, St. Louis City, St. Louis County, ourselves, and St. Charles County uh, has made significant changes and improvements. Um, our new computer aid dispatching system, uh, we recently signed a contract, and that was one of the reasons and the necessities for the computer upgrades in all the cars uh, is so that we can have that communication and have that shared information uh, that's flowing back and forth. And so without a doubt, uh, the Fusion Center provided by you know St. Louis County and St. Louis City um, benefits everybody in this community. Yeah. Talking to Sheriff Dave Marshak of Jefferson County. Um, it's Jefferson County, I imagine, is one of the biggest growing areas in the St. Louis region. Um, does that introduce any uh, unique issues for policing that area if you if, if your population is continuing to expand? It does. You know, we have growing pains like everybody else, uh, not only from a community aspect in terms of government workings, um, but also we continue to grow as an organization. Um, our challenge is synonymous with other organizations right now is finding very qualified people who want to be in law enforcement. So we continue to recruit and encourage people to join the profession and get involved with their community. And, uh, and that challenge exists uh, as we continue to grow and we continue to expand each year. And with our uh, successful passage of Proposition P, uh, we will continue to grow and yeah. add additional officers each year. So that's probably you know, one of the biggest challenges is to keep and maintain people. Has Proposition P paid off the way? It's it... done wonders for okay, us. Okay, good. You know, that's it's done good. wonders that's for really us. really good to hear. And I will tell you that uh, as a result of Proposition P, uh, we've only lost three uh, officers to higher-paying organizations as a result since last April. That was and that speaks volumes question, you know, yeah. about how uh, where we are as an organization and what our future holds, um, that we really have stability. That's great because, you know, there was a lot of debate on where that money was going to go and how it was going to be spent. We knew it was, you know, dedicated to law enforcement, but... You never know. Yeah, they pull it out. It's going to pull it out of the general right? funds. Well, it's great to hear that. There, there are, there the are right organizations um, throughout the region that have passed public safety um, tax initiatives uh, to benefit first responders, and I think we all know too well uh, the organizations that play games with that money. Yeah. That is not the situation in Jefferson County. I can stand here and tell you today that uh, our county council um, unanimously supported this 
and they haven't taken any money from us, and they support us, and they want a safe community, and they know what it's going to take. That's awesome. And uh, we're heading in the right direction. And when you got stuff. the backup, that's uh, that's great. Yep. Oh. That is uh, Sheriff Dave Marshak from Jefferson County. He's going to stick around for another segment. Segment? Segment. You should, too. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. All right. Which one of you did this this week? All right, so uh, who, who did this? Well, this welcome week? back to Second Amendment Radio. I'm your host, which, Aaron, with Tony, and uh, which that one of you did this? Not Aaron. <sighs> who is that? The music today. Was Slipknot. I know who it is. Yeah, I, 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 I I'm not saying who picked it. I did. Okay. Well, we know who to blame then. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm like, this is like a fight song, man. Like I'm getting ready to go at it. The music yeah, I, today. Felt, you know? I felt like today was like an amp day, so we right. shouldn't yeah, slow I, it down. Yeah, I'm at with all. you. You know, but I mean, you could have chose like my suggestion, like DMX Rough Riders, which um, Piper. We were driving in the Jeep, and I look in the rearview mirror, and this song comes on. I got my Spotify on, you know, which is normally like 90s rock alternative. And I look in my rearview mirror, and I see, you know, like you know, they're singing the Rough Rider, you know, and, and I see Piper like throwing right jabs and left hooks. And I'm like, I tap my wife. I said, Do you see this? She oh goes, my. Oh, yeah. And so my wife starts videotaping her. So I had to put it on Facebook, of course. And then, you know, guys at the firehouse were giving me heart. I can't believe you exposed your daughter to that and felt this music. And I'm like, What would you listen to? They're like, Joy FM. And I go, Let me show you this Joy FM picture I got. And it's a somebody says you know it's ninety nine point one Joy FM on their shirt while they're on a motorcycle, and I'm like, well at least they gave me warning. I let them stay in front of me when they lay it down. I'll get out, throw a tourniquet on it, hang out, you know, like like it's horrible, you know. I know, man. All right, okay. Well, I want to send a special apology to track. Piper that I didn't play her favorite song. Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't go. go with favorite. She also liked Crazy <laughs> Game of Poker, which I suggested to you. So you yeah, know, I didn't like. The crazy song. game of poker. I listened. I was like, "Yeah, that's enough uh, for me." We were very like OAR. <laughs> Still you know, played like, that last song though. Oh, yeah, well, Before yeah. The Slipknot. Hey, yeah, man, the, I'm the just crazy, saying. the crazy yeah, yeah. Uh, woman. All right. You know? Yeah. All right. Stop. <laughs> Do we have company over? Don't yeah. do this in Knock front of guests. Knock it off, kids. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> He's over here enjoying it. He's smiling, you know. You're back uh, on Second Amendment Radio, FM News Talk 97.1. Appreciate you listening. We have Sheriff Dave Marshak from Jefferson County in the studio with us, uh, finishing up the show with us. Sheriff, for people who uh, don't quite understand the difference, can you just explain the basics, uh, the difference between a, a a county police department and a sheriff? department uh well as uh, for the sheriff's office where i'm an elected official mm-hmm. and so uh the citizens of jefferson county uh chose me through an election uh, my responsibilities unlike maybe a police department uh, expand a little bit farther because uh, not only am i responsible for law enforcement operations throughout the county i also have the courts i also have things like civil process oh, prisoner transport i didn't know that uh, we have a 334 bed jail facility that i'm responsible for so the primary law enforcement officer for jefferson county uh, representing 225,000 people um, you know what's kind of unique about uh, the sheriff's office is that uh, unlike st louis county with you know those 93 different municipalities yeah. uh, the sheriff's office is responsible for 94 percent of the territory yeah which is 664 square miles land wise it's larger than st louis county uh, and then the population a majority resides in unincorporated jefferson county mm-hmm. and so we're responsible for 74 percent of the population yeah wow. so it's a, it's a little bit different uh the beauty of it is uh i actually you know at times get to share an opinion and uh, I do not have to report to a mayor. 
um, yeah, or right, a right. county executive on what I do or what I say. Yeah. So uh, I'm truly a representative of the people, and um, I consistently get uh, feedback in terms of what their goals are huh. uh, for our community, and so that's probably the biggest difference. As Jefferson County expands, we talked about that in the last segment, about the population increasing. Um, is there more of a chance of a more, you know, the I don't want to say traditional, but those, you know, those those more government based police departments coming in? Or is the way that Jefferson County is set up, the sheriff's department pretty much handles it all no matter what happens? Well, the vote would go to the people to change the county charter. Okay. And as the charter stands, um, you know, I'm the elected official and, and I have the uh, right to appoint my number two, which is the undersheriff. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the other positions are protected through a merit-based system. And so, you know, even, you know, I get to decide the culture of the organization and the direction. Um, but, you know, we have in place a long line of people who are uh, professional and ready to go and take that leadership position if it ever comes to that. And whether it will or not, uh, you know, it remains to be seen. Um, but uh, the people I speak with throughout our community are, are happy with an elected sheriff um, who will say what needs to be said and take a position for him for their community and won't kowtow you know, down to some people. And so you know, I think uh, for us, as things go forward, uh, I expect that uh, the county will have a sheriff for quite some time. Very yeah. good. Are so, you kind of like Sheriff Joe? Then you know you. Yeah. You don't. You don't. You, you <laughs> no, don't, no, no. Well, you don't. You know what yeah, I mean? You don't have to, I'm not as vocal, yeah. and you know, yeah. I look out for litigation. So uh, <laughs> I'm a little more cautious in that right. for our taxpayer dollars. Uh, we don't have Maricopa County money, so um, I have to. You know, I have to tread lightly, and and of course, we want to be. You know, our goal is to have a professional organization that mm-hmm. you can rely upon. Uh, it's not to you know be out there banging the drum every day. We right. we we pick uh, our battles. battles and we pick them you know uh, kind of strategically based on our goals of keeping our community safe and and that's really where our focus is. It's not about you know who can be the loudest and uh, who can get the most uh, TV time. So yeah, I've got yeah. a couple questions here that have been submitted to us. I want to get both of your answers on this. Uh, Aaron is always good at breaking down the laws for us and explaining and sort of uh, also does it good with uh, suggesting things, you know, what might be the, the, the white, the the right way to go and maybe the, also the right weapons to use in, in, in certain uh, situations. Uh, Sheriff, want to get your thoughts on these as well. Don't forget, you can always continue to submit these questions mm-hmm. on Facebook, the Southern Armory Facebook page and the Second Amendment yep. Radio Facebook page. Two great places to go. Ask your questions throughout the week and also keep up with what's happening at Southern yep. Armory. And uh, Aaron does live streams throughout the week. Uh, great stuff to check out. On and the I, Southern I got Armory. one apology. Yeah, there was a, a Facebook sub- suggestion, and then uh, I answered him, and I said, "We'll talk about it this week on the show." And then I forgot. Sheriff Marshak was here. So yeah. <laughs> well, that we'll is my bad. It, yeah. I, gave, I gave you the answer uh, that you needed, and uh, that is there my bad. Go. I know you're probably listening, and you're like, hey, long time. He's, a, he's asked questions before, so it was a good, you know, good chat back and forth. And then, uh, But we'll get to it next week. There you go. Or maybe I'll do a little live stream, and we'll talk about it next week, too. Perfect. So, yeah, so but, yeah that's sure my always, bad. Yeah, make sure you're <laughs> always keeping an eye on Southern Armory and uh, Second Amendment Radio on Facebook. Facebook. Uh, been sitting on this one for a couple of weeks. I'm glad that Sheriff is here. Uh, want to get his thoughts on this one as well. Uh, somebody asked a while back, is it legal to try to stop a crime that doesn't involve you with your gun? So if you see somebody mm-hmm. robbing your neighbor, that's been a very famous case you know, that we've seen, somebody robbing your neighbor's house, or you're driving down the street and you see an assault uh, taking place. Yeah. Can you legally get involved with your weapon 
if it's not something that's happening to you. You want a rock, paper, scissors for it, or you want me to go? You know, uh, okay. I'll go short, and then you can I'll share. go long, okay. I will just tell you that uh, that's a big subject, and it's very subjective with a lot of different possibilities. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you two things. One is that uh, when you introduce a firearm in any situation, the potential for it to go to the next level is always there. So choose wisely, number one. And then number two, I think you have a personal responsibility to be more disciplined, Um and really consider the outcome before you introduce a firearm, regardless of the situation. Mm-hmm. You have a, a you know responsibility and the ability to protect yourself. Um, but my word of caution would be is is use that responsibility, make a good decision in terms of whether you're going to introduce yourself into somebody else's situation, particularly with a firearm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm sure I, that question comes up in all CCW the time. Classes. And uh, so what I tell people is, you know, I'm a big I'm a big palms guy. So I, that's just funny. It says rescue the weak and the needy and deliver them from the hands of the wicked. So what does that mean? Does that mean jump into that situation and pull out your firearm? Uh, no, not necessarily. Uh, so there's a couple scenarios I tell people. I'm like, okay, you walk into you're walking out of a store, you get into a parking lot, you see two guys throwing fists, right? And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah. One of them pulls out a knife. Which one do you shoot? They're like, oh, the guy with the knife. And I'm like, are you sure? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Well, uh, you just killed the dad who was getting carjacked with his kids in, in the car yeah. seat in the back. And they're like, oh. And I go, yeah. So I go, here's what you can do. Take a step back. Call 911. Who you are, where you are, what you see, descriptions of the individuals, and then if they escape with a vehicle, vehicle description, direction of travel. Yeah. And, I, and I would say, know this, if you introduce yourself into a situation in which you use uh, force in which somebody is going to get you know, serious physically injured or, or, and or result in death, that as a citizen now, uh, you could be put on trial just like the police. Yeah. Right? You are going to be in a position where you have to articulate why you did these things and defend yourself not only in the criminal arena, Uh, But what's going to certainly follow after is the civil arena. And, you know, a number of years ago, we've seen kind of things shift where, you know, even as a private citizen, you could be put on public trial for these decisions. And and I think it's important to remind uh, people out there that uh, when you introduce a firearm into a situation, do it responsibly and make sure you can articulate that argument. So we only have a couple minutes left. I wanted to make sure that we get to this one because it was an actual situation that we saw here in the region just a couple weeks ago at the Chesterfield Mall. Um, possible abduction was taking place, and a guy who was getting abducted, he was being uh, attacked by multiple people, and they were trying to take him away. Apparently, the story goes is that they owed uh, he owed them some money, and they were going to go uh, get that money from him. And what he did was he took his gun out and he shot it in the in the air five yeah. times in order to try to scare them away and and stop the abduction. It's an interesting case because do you is that is that the right way to handle that or do you yeah. or in this case is it is it better to shoot at the person because shooting in the sky is a whole different right. story so, so sheriff I want to get your thoughts and then Aaron yeah. follow up uh, what goes up must come down right that's <laughs> so you're you're responsible for every Every bullet, every projectile that leaves your firearm. So now, if it breaks a windshield, strikes a person, I'm now sure you're, he's thinking to himself, "I don't want to kill anybody, but right. I also don't want to get abducted. So I'm going to introduce so, my gun to try to defuse the situation." The other but, part is, is you know, Missouri statutes and correct me if I'm wrong, sheriff, don't allow for warning shots. They don't allow for uh, people to be you know wounded. You know, uh, so if you're going to introduce a firearm, you better be yeah, better yeah. be in fear for serious bodily injury or death. And you, you you better use it just like that. So you know, use it and shoot them. 
you know, and then if you're a really horrible shot, you hit him in the leg and it's you wound him and you stop it <laughs> and that's it. And if you really do aim at the leg, uh, not that I'm giving legal advice here, but if you really do aim at the leg and you stop it, then you're just you just tell him I was in fear for my life. I was trying to kill him, but I'm a really horrible shot. Yeah, you know, it's probably pretty believable when you're just a private individual. You may not shoot that much. <laughs> yeah. You got any so. follow up on that, Sheriff? Or? You no, know, I mean, you know, there's um, so many different circumstances, but I think uh, uh, again to validate. Um, you know what the what the law is with a solid articulable argument as to why you did these things and why it was necessary are going to be point you know point on for um, a citizen out there who's you know legally carrying a firearm to protect himself or another. Um, you have to have the justification and you have to have the follow-up yep. um, to articulate that and, and kidnapping is a forceful felony. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I would be and definitely... And an appropriate time to pull your... Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're, and, if and if you're being abducted, that's yeah. a... That's a threat of serious guess. bodily injury. Yeah. They might kill you. Uh, I think that's... Nobody's going to argue against that. Right. And, and definitely kidnapping is, is cited in the statute as a forceful felony. And that is Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. Also in studio with us has been Jefferson County Sheriff Dave Marshak. Before we... Uh, in the show today, uh, Sheriff Aaron always talks about following you on Twitter. How can people uh, follow you on social media if you want them to? And how can people also keep up with what's happening in Jefferson County? Sure. Uh, you know, I'm pretty active on Twitter. Or at least I try to be and yeah. educate our community um, in terms of uh, what's going on and breaking news. Uh, and then also on Facebook, uh, you have an opportunity uh, to kind of get an idea of where we are, not only as a sheriff's office, but uh, my particular positions on some things uh, to educate uh, voters and the community. So um, happy to participate uh, online in debate and uh, communication conversation. So mm-hmm. um, thanks again for having What's me. What's that Twitter handle? It. I'm sorry? How do they follow you on Twitter? Um, what is it? At Sheriff Dave Marshak. At, Sher- yeah. at Sheriff Marshak. <laughs> there, yeah. there you go. I even, then, I even forget sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, Jefferson County Sheriff's Department. Uh, you can follow them on Facebook. Yeah, we, have and, a, we have a large online presence. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, you can catch us uh, on our website or uh, Facebook or Twitter. And, yeah. Um, uh, you know, again, we we tried to uh, be out there in the community and let people know what's going yeah. on and participate and answer questions and then let the community know that uh, we are part of them. We yeah, are part of the community. It's a good so, way to interact yeah. and not have to be we, not have to be victimized. I think we're probably one of the most transparent organizations uh, in the entire region. Well, I would, Sheriff I would Marshak, agree. We always appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate being you guys having me. Have a we, good weekend. Yeah, we, we had a bunch of questions so left yeah. over, so we're gonna have to have you back now. Yeah, we'll have to have you back on again real soon. All right, for Aaron Tarlow and Chad Ellis, I am Tony Colombo. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week back here for Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 